Pulp MX Network production. It's the Renthal Reaction Show for breaking moto news, hot topics, and moto by the minute. Welcome, everybody, to the first ever podcast edition of the Renthal Reaction podcast on the Pulp MX Steve Mathis feed. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. And we're going to get into what this is and what we're going to do here in a little bit. But Renthal, I mean, you know the name. You know the brand. You know they just swept Anaheim, the podium, which uh, is probably their 800th podium they've swept in their in their uh, illustrious career. Renthal, the winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half a century. Renthal continues to lead the world at the very top level of sport, amassing more titles than all competing brands combined. Renthal's records are unsurpassable with over 222 U.S. titles, 213 world titles. Thanks to the hard work and dedication to detail, the Renthal factory has been helping world-class riders achieve their championship goals since 1969. Hashtag We Build Championships, uh, absolutely great brand, and they have done a lot in the sport. And you think about their twin wall bar that they first came out with uh, and really changed the game on that from the 7-8 bar in the mid-80s that, that changed the game as well. So this is the Renthal Reaction Podcast. Thanks to those guys for coming on board for us for 2020. And speaking of Renthal, uh, my buddy, Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? I'm good. What's happening, Steve? How's everything at Renthal? Yeah, everything's good, man. We uh, just started the new year, so Renthal is um, being an English company. We had a pretty big holiday closure, so from uh, December 20th to January 6th. So um, trying to get caught up with a lot of the backlog that, that happens during that time off. Um, so, yeah, things are busy, but uh, we're off racing and... Um, did pretty good at Anaheim, obviously, as you said, sweeping the podium. So hopefully we can keep that rolling in the 450 class and then also try to get some wins in the 250 class as well. So, um, but, And then also we have a really exciting new product coming here yeah. in two weeks. So that's been uh, that's been taking up some of my bandwidth. <laughs> you know it must be good if I'm, I'm making an extra trip earlier to go to make it. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have an event on um, Friday friday afternoon right before anaheim too and yeah you're coming along with about seven other media outlets uh, all the race teams uh, and just really a bunch of industry vips and dealers um to launch something new that rental has been working on for over five years so i'm really excited to see how this party pans out and um, are you are you feeding us uh i'm feeding you like pub snacks and okay. i'm feeding you um alcohol okay i'm good i'm in i'm, I'm fantastic uh, I can already tell it's going to be a great product. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what we're going to do with this thing is, uh, obviously, you're on the Steve Mathis show, you're on uh, the Race Review show and all of that, and, and we appreciate that. But what I wanted to do, and it's something that we've kicked around for a little bit, we used to have these emergency podcasts with Wygant and JT, and we haven't done that many. We only did three or four, but when big moments happen... We're going to try to, you and I, uh, you championship winning mechanic, me, summer cross winning mechanic. Uh, I've been in the industry a long time, used to race pro, um, all of that. And we, so we're going to, you and I are going to break down things that happen, breaking news that happens in the industry and in the racing scene and uh, try to, you know, put our collective thoughts together and maybe disagree, maybe agree. Uh, who knows? You know what I mean? So it's a Renthal Reaction podcast. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool, right? Like, I, I think there's a, yeah. there's always interesting news in the sport, and I think you and I both have two pretty unique backgrounds in history, is in that we both worked on premier level race teams with pre- premier level riders. Um, we've been to races all over the globe, so we're kind of globally educated fans, and we also work with the other side of the industry, the sales, branding, advertising, marketing side. So I think we can provide a, a, a general. A, a nice rounded um, opinion that mm-hmm. a lot of different customers and fans can and consumers can can uh, you know 
kind of agree with or, or, or take information from. So I think it could be cool. Yeah, and hopefully at some point we end up yelling at each other. That would be great, too. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all good for a good argument. <laughs> uh, and these won't be really long. These won't. Uh, we're going to try to cap, cap these things, you know. We don't want to uh, you know, basically take up all your day with a podcast. There's a lot of podcasts out there, so it'll be something shorter. So, right. Uh, Renthal.com for more information on all the products there. And, yeah, stay tuned for Friday before Anaheim 2. Will there be a embargo on this, on the social postings? There, there's embargoed until the event. So as soon as you walk into the event, you're free to ah, okay. post Fantastic. as much as you want. Fantastic. So right up your alley. So every, <laughs> yeah, so everyone keep an eye on that. Um, all right. So, hey, so this isn't a breaking news, uh, per se. We're going to try to be a little bit timelier when stuff happens, but we want to get, get this thing kicked off. Replacement riders, uh, Marvin Muscan out for Supercross with an ACL. Uh, Roger DeCosta, Red Bull KTM. They're, they're just going to stick with Cooper Webb, obviously, as we know, Anaheim has come and gone. Um, Curious, for sure. I mean, you know, the whole thing is Roger said, you know, we can't get a rider on the level that would, you know, justify us putting the bike on the road and, and, and all of that. Um, if Coop gets injured, well, let's cross that bridge down the road here a little bit. So, what's your thoughts on the whole thing? How surprised were you they didn't put somebody on the bike? And did you hear, obviously, Chad did the Photoshop thing with Pete Fox and Tutu, and we know behind the scenes Chad was trying to get that fill-in ride, but it didn't end <laughs> up happening. So, first of all, how surprised were you they didn't put somebody there? Well, I guess um, 50-50, and, and really it just, you know, I have two hats here. I have my fan hat. Actually, I have multiple, I guess, fan hat, and then I have you know the race team c- kind of guy. Where, where if you're in that environment, where they're at, and then also the sponsor, the, side. the rental so, bar hat. <laughs> yeah, the rental bar hat. So, um, so as a sponsor, of course, you know we want to see somebody on the bike. It's 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 um, Red Bull KTM is a premier level team, um, and uh, when they know ahead of time that a guy's going down, you know, I thought that there would for sure. Um, I didn't. I wouldn't say for sure put somebody on a bike, but I know that there was talk. Right? There was always there was Chad Reed talk. There was Benny Bloss talk. Um, so I thought maybe something was going to happen, but but in the end, it sounds you know obviously um, the team the team decided that there just wasn't the level of rider that they were willing to put on the bike. And and from the race team side, when it comes to filling riders, it, you know it, it's not a it's not a okay we lost this guy, so we're going to spend the same amount of money and put somebody else on the bike. It, doesn't work that way it costs more money they're still having to pay marvin he's marvin is sitting at home obviously rehabbing his acl but um if they were going to put any anybody on the bike it would cost money and it would cost a lot of bandwidth and time of the team because you got to test with this guy get him up to speed um a lot of assets and resources would have to go toward this rider so i think in the end they just decided hey there wasn't a guy out there that is that we could support at the level we want to and it would take away from cooper and our goal is to win the supercross championship so i think they just decided to not you know not go with him you anyway. play you, you you sat on the fence there pretty well where do you stand on it though like like what you're saying is all perfect paul absolutely but yeah. they're not taking less money from rental or red bull i would guarantee you that though those yeah. checks are still coming right so they have an obligation to me to their sponsors to put somebody on that bike um you know so to well, me they- like i i they should put somebody on that bike. Yeah, I mean, uh, they have obliga- obligations, but they don't have obligations to have two bikes on the track at all times, at least when it comes to our contract. The deals, so, yeah, the contracts, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, everybody's contract is different. And obviously, they probably don't have anything like that with Red Bull. And I think, you know, there's different teams in the pits that have something like that where, hey, you have to have a certain amount of bikes on the track. So, yeah. um, I guess my feeling is, is if they win the Supercross Championship, in the end, I don't care. Right, but, yeah, um, I would agree with that, you know, yeah. 
yeah, right. If they deliver on, on what the main goal is, then cool. It doesn't matter that somebody's on a bike, but I think, um, definitely things will change if Cooper gets hurt or something. So for the time being, you know, Cooper showed up and got third with being sick. And I think the goal at hand is still very much within reach. Obviously we got 16 races left, but, um, but, uh, as a sponsor, I'm, I'm fine with it because they put their bike on the podium this weekend. I wish we would get away from, you know, uh, the, the reasons Roger said is, you know, there's nobody that can make an impact on that bike that, that can fill in. But like Bowers, uh, you know, Benny Bloss, Chad, like those are all main event guys. Benny didn't make it, but he'll be in shortly. And he was dealing with a bit of an injury. Um, if you're in the main event, to me, that's enough to justify all of that and to have somebody on on the track. Like I don't. I wish, you know, NASCAR, IndyCar, there's guys that don't have a hope in hell of winning those races, but they have a little bit of a fan base, and they have good sponsors, and they circulate the track, and they get they get in the press and all of that. Our sport is so damn wired for, if you get six, you suck. Like, yeah. we got to get away from that so much, you know? Like, we, we're in it for the show. It's a bit of a show, and, and having bikes in the main event is part of the show, but... Man, the whole, like, we don't have a guy good enough. Like, geez, Paul, you, you race professionally. These guys in the 22-man gate are damn good. Yeah, I mean, you do bring up good points. I mean, and I, I want to disagree, but maybe I'm an we'll early on the, rent, on the next I'm an, subject. Hey, but. I'm an early rental reaction winner here. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're coming at me strong. So, um, I mean, I guess when the, when the talk was happening, I was on board for Chad Reed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the guys in talk were all gonna produce similar results so why not get a guy that has the yeah. al- longest autograph line in the pits yeah um i mean villa went to yamaha dungy went to honda uh <laughs> you know why can't chad go to ktm sure, is, is why how not? i looked right, at right. i would love to have him you know riding a bike with renthal stickers all over it and and you know send him on a farewell farewell tour yeah you know relaxed and and the autograph lines would be huge out of the red bull tent and, and let cooper focus on winning and let chad do some testing and handle all the media press pr crap uh-huh. Um, I thought that would have been a smart move, but um, but yeah, uh, maybe there's more history there that well, we know about. <laughs> Red Bull, Red Bull was pushing for Chad. We know that, and we know Chad was making calls. You know, um, right. I, I'm I'm on the fence about Chad going there. Like, God, he can't help himself sometimes, right, Paul? I mean, we're both close close personal friends with the guy, but he does come with some baggage, and I would hate for Coop. <clears throat> You know, how long, would, if Chad filled in there, how long before Chad starts telling some of us jerkies in the media about Coop settings or Coop did this or, ah, he just can't sometimes help himself. So I get that. I And I, from what I understand, it came from the highest levels over in Europe to say no Chad Reed. So I, that's what I heard. But, I mean, I yeah, the, you know, the part about getting somebody on the bike to me makes a lot of sense. Just somebody to, to get in the yeah. main event. I'm not saying give it to... You know, privateer, we can't make the main event. Give it to a main event guy, and there's plenty of those guys. Cheers. You know, like, I don't know. I To me, it's a, yeah. it's, it's a lost bike. Yeah, and that goes back a bit to what you're saying as, as we hold rate, you know, winning and top finishes in such high regard. Um, I mean, it would be – it just be a good thing, heartfelt thing, right, from KTM to give somebody uh, an opportunity. But um, I don't know. I uh, I want to think there's things that we don't know in in why the decision was made. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, Paul, back in our day, uh, factories would just not even show up at the races if their guys got hurt. They just wouldn't even right. show up. You know, uh, no, no, no truck, no truck here at all. 
But then we swung into, hey, we got to get a factory rider. We got to get a fill in. And now maybe we're swinging the other way where if we can't get a guy in the top five, we're not going to bother. And, and good luck getting mm-hmm. that as a fill in, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, what about Tick? Uh, Tickle's doing his own thing on a Husqvarna. I got to think the whole suspension for for testing for that substance at while he was at Red Bull KTM just shot all that down. Do you, do you think there was a chance? Uh, obviously, he can't race till February, but. I didn't. I don't. Yeah. I I don't know. That's tough. I don't, and I don't know where KTM stands on on that. Obviously, KTM did what they had to do back then when Tickle tested for the substance that he tested for, and and they had to part ways. Um, that's going to be hard to say. Like I thought about that as well. Like, hey, maybe they're passing because they want to see how Brock does, and then he's a guy that can easily slide in there. He's mm-hmm. really good friends with Cooper. He's worked with the team before. It'd be the most turnkey thing to do. Um, but Brock has also put a lot of effort and time into putting his whole deal together and all his sponsors. So, uh, you know, even if he shows up and gets fifth at Tampa or something, something very, very hard to accomplish, would KTM take him from there? Like, I don't even know. Would Brock want to do it? I don't even know. Like, right. He, there's a lot of people he would have to just say, Hey, thanks. Thanks for getting me here. But I'm, but I also know that a lot of people signed up on that program with that intention. Like the intention is to get Brock back to a factory rig. So maybe KTM is holding out for that and um, they can see how Brock does. But, but in the end, I think, uh, I think it's going to be tough. Brock needs to put in some gnarly results to catch somebody's attention. I think it's going to be hard to do showing up at round seven after not racing for two years. So the Renthal Reaction podcast, you're fine with not having anybody there. Like I, I am because, because, they have the number one plate. Right. Um, I mean, if it was just somebody else on their team, just, uh, you know, I think I would feel a little bit differently. Um, but I would have preferred to have Chad Reed there. I think, I think that would have been yeah. cool. Yeah. But, uh, maybe there's plans down the lump, down the line that we're not aware of, but yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give so, them, you know, it's the number one plate thing. Listen, this sport is dangerous, as we all know. There's probably a 50% chance Cooper Webb gets hurt this year. 40% chance? Um, I, it's high. I, I don't want to put a percentage on that. Let's hope it's not that Of course high. not, but it's our sport, right? I mean, it's literally yeah. a walking wounded by the time uh, Salt Lake City comes around. Um, what if he goes out? What happens then? There has to be somebody on the bike. Has to be? My, okay. Has to be, in yeah. my opinion. I think yeah. we, you give him a race or two, and there has to be somebody on it. Right, right. Okay. All right. Well, that'll yeah. be interesting. And there will be. Yeah. And that, yeah. You know, that'll be interesting as we go along from there. So, um, one thing I've said over the years when it comes to these fill in rides, and I've talked to riders that have done it, um, they're not that good. Uh, you're on a factory team. Yes. You have all the guys standing around to help you, um, all of that. But guess what? You don't get the injured guy's salary. You get a per race deal with some bonuses. Like the, it's, you're getting great equipment, of course, but man, a lot of these factories know that. And in riders I've talked to that filled in, and, and we'll get your experience, Paul. It ain't exactly a gravy train. No, I think it's difficult. I think it's kind of more high pressure than what people would think. I mean, you're basically given all these assets and equipment and mechanic and rider or bike to to do a job, and you're expected to perform like the guy that you're vacating the spot for. Well, he was in that spot before you for a reason. So, it. it it's really a sink or swim mentality, but a lot of what, you know, I guess a lot of jobs in this entire industry are kind of like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. um, I, I think it's tough, but you know, we've seen some fill in guys really turn it into a career. I mean, uh, you know, Cameron McAdoo is one that comes, comes to mind. I think, I don't, 
he was a fill in at Geico because, you know, MCR let him go and, and look where he's at now. He's turned it, turned it into, you know, yeah. rides at TLD and now rides yeah. at PC. So he's really taken the opportunity and made a career out of himself. I think Mitchell Oldenburg was a similar kind of, kind yeah. of a, yeah. you know, progression. So or, it can happen. Um, you know, what about, what about Dean Wilson? Dean turned rides down when he was a privateer Yamaha, right? He turned down some B level teams to be like, yeah. now I'm going to fill in and it didn't take long. <laughs> yeah yeah there you go so i, I it, it's really um it's a blessing and a curse you have to um you know i think we've seen it go the other way too where a, a rider gets a fill-in job and he doesn't seize the day or seize the opportunity and never gets his chance again so um uh did you work with anybody that filled in on any in uh, pro circuit um uh, believe it or not i, I josh hansen was a fill-in at first um he i i i I can't remember how it came about, but he did some stuff for us for X Games, and he rode awesome at X Games in '09 and won X Games, and then then we had a sp- spot, I believe, somebody got hurt, or mm-hmm. maybe it was Rattray, or I can't fully remember this many years ago. Yep. But again, he he seized the opportunity and turned it into a you know it revitalized his career. He was on a, a pr- the top level team for another two or three years after that because he he um he put in the work and he won some races and um so that was that was my kind of closest experience to a fill-in guy i think it, that i can remember i don't quite remember anybody else if i'm was it, escaping me do you remember mitch wheeling back to the shop and everybody debating on different guys yeah i mean it, it, it this that would happen a lot you know it would happen in october when we had a spot and you know i remember when we were talking about darren durham coming to the team after 2011 i believe uh-huh um, Mitch always would come back and that's what's something that we would always talk about after, you know, after six thirty or so after the day is done <laughs> right. and, and we chit chat and everyone would kind of, you know, they'd bring in their relationship with the writer or their, their stories and we'd look at results. And, um, you know, that's why I think having a good reputation in the industry is so important and being a good person is because all these kind of relationships that you forge can come around to help you or hurt you later on. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, all the mechanics back in the pro circuit shop. If everyone says, "Hey, that guy's a jerk off," uh, Mitch ain't going to hire him. There's no way. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, the Rental uh, Reaction Podcast fill-in riders. Um, weirdest fill-in ever for me, Paul, might have been Ben Coisey at Factory Honda on a 250F, I believe. Maybe it was a 450, but I think it was 250. Ben Coisey. Oh, I can't even remember that. Coisey Moto. Remember that. Coisey Moto. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Coisey Moto? I mean, I remember it a little bit. I don't remember him filling at Honda. I mean, I remember some good fill-ins at Honda. Like, I, I thought Jimmy Albertson was a really good fill-in at Honda. Um, I think one of the – a rider that made his career on a fill-in guy and, and really turning into something was Sean Hamblin back oh, in the day. Phenomenal, I, right? Like, whoever heard of Hamblin – I mean, people had, but he got that shot, and boy, did he make the most of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean – I, it's hard for me to remember beyond that as far as teams I was on, but yeah, um, yeah it, it's it's been uh, a cycle of filling guys. JGR is filled in. Actually, if, if you could name all the JGR filling riders, maybe I'll give you a free pulp shirt because there's been <laughs> that's a lot. I think yeah. <laughs> Christian Craig, Nick and uh, Nick uh, Paluzzi. Yeah, I know Phil Nicoletti. <laughs> Phil Nicoletti, right? Exactly. So. Uh. Um, well, I'm fascinated by the decision to not fill in this ride, and I need to see like what's going to happen if Coop gets nicked up. And 
Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. I really thought that someone would get that spot. I, I understood Chad not getting it. I got that. I would love to see mm-hmm. that, but I got Chad not getting it. But when they when they said, hey, we're not doing anybody, like I thought Marty would get the call. It just Because I did talk to uh, Tedder, and, yep, they have the, the ability to put Marty or somebody uh, you know, on that bike. I did think of Marty as well, and and the only thing I can think of is maybe they want to see how the series plays out a little bit. Yeah, maybe yeah. see how the first five rounds go. If Marty keeps putting in the top ten, um, maybe they're maybe that's when they bring him on or something. Uh, well, the first round Marty had a lot going on. <laughs> he did. He had big crashes, <laughs> launching his 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 muffler across the stadium. <laughs> Lots of stuff. Happening. Yeah, yeah. So let's just let Marty calm down and get into the flow of things before we before we put him right. over there, right? So right. Um, right. Well, yeah. All right. Interesting to uh, to see what they what they end up doing, and if something breaks. Uh, so so these pods, these Renthal reaction pods, there could be three a week if we got three breaking news, and then we won't do one for a couple of weeks or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's kind of we're going to kind of react to what goes on in the sport. You and I. Yeah, so. yeah. If if we text each other late at night because we heard something, we might have to get on the phone real quick and record something. Yeah, so. absolutely. So, all right, first edition of the uh, Renthal Reaction Pod is is down, and uh, we look forward to doing many more of these. Thanks again, Renthal.com, for more information. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it, and uh, keep your phone handy, man. You never know. Yep, I'll be here.